right, everybody, welcome back. Oh, it's been a while. I'm not sure. Let's see. Let me look back here at my notes. When was the last time I did a podcast? Uh, I'm thinking mid-December of 2018, and now here we are, mid-April at the time of this recording, and we are back with the new podcast. The podcast has a has a new title, a new theme, and we're going to get to all that soon. But first, first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take the, the honor, and it is certainly my privilege to introduce to you a co-host of the podcast now. You have been promoted from a position that never existed initially, so I'm not quite sure how that works with promotions, but I welcome Brandon Bishop to the podcast as our co-host. Brandon, welcome to the podcast. Cue crowd applause, please. Okay, I'm totally going to have to put some of that in there. Yes, you definitely need to. (laughs) I doubt people are clapping at home. I hope they are. Well... You know, I'm just saying that the podcast is back and that you're the co-host now. I'm just not sure that that's worthy of applause. So, Bishop, how are things going? Things are going well. Thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast on a regular basis. Uh, what did you think about that when I asked you to pray that through? Well, whenever you first asked me, I wanted to make sure that you had made the right statement. Now, this is a pattern of behavior with you. If Is ever it? I'm asking you to like pray about something to go out on a limb or to step out in faith, you always say something like, are you sure you've asked the right person? Yeah, I'm like the timid Winnie the Pooh over in the corner. But once you prayed it through, what eventually led you to take an interest to, to doing something like this on this sort of platform? Well, I was praying through and I decided that it just made sense, I guess. I couldn't figure out reasons why not to. Okay, so, okay. Let's take a minute and talk about the podcast and how it's changed to this ah, new theme yeah. that you got going on. So, as you know, you were a, a guest on the podcast, The Pew's Perspective. Right. Do you remember which season that was on? Sure, it was the nope. first season. Yeah, no idea. Well, you know. It was the first season. You're See right. That? Look. And now look at us. We are in the George Smith Podcast Room, and Podcast Studios at First Baptist Church Litchfield. Can I just say that yeah. this is a glorious place. There's so many decorations on the walls. See, and here he goes. It looks amazing in here. I love what you've done with the place. I think you're being facetious. So pretty color. <laughs> it is kind of bright, though. <laughs> But no, things have changed. What Basically what happened was the Pew's perspective to me was a, a success. When I started on April 8th, 2018, I thought to myself, what in the world are you doing? I, I thought the same thing. Thank you. You just never said that. But I seriously thought to myself, what, what are you doing? Why this platform and what makes you qualified? Let me answer those questions. Why this platform? Well, I can record on my own time. Facebook's one thing to write something. A blog post is one thing to write something. you know. But this kind of combines things, and people can listen at a specific place whenever they want to. Midnight, 3 a.m., driving somewhere, it doesn't matter. Now let's get to the qualification part. I am so not qualified to do this. You're but, not? What? 
You're not qualified? No, 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 no. Wait, your pastoral degrees and all this education that you got doesn't make you qualified? Oh, no, no, no. Those look cute on my wall. Oh. But I'll tell anybody in seminary, hey, if you think by getting a degree you are prepared for ministry in a local church, you are sorely mistaken. Now, it's it's going to help you and equip you to do certain things. You ain't ready. Those are wise words, I think. <laughs> Just put it on a shirt. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. And I'm still not, and I'm still not qualified to do this. But I feel like we all kind of have a voice, and these topics that we talk about may just start conversations in the local church. And maybe by me sharing something on a particular topic, you as a pastor, you as a church member, may listen to this and take that uh, much further based off your knowledge and expertise that I ever could think about doing. My knowledge and expertise. What? Yes. Maybe not so much you, but the listener. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, So really good things about the Pew's perspective. It was able to last two seasons. Never thought that would ever happen. God did that. God stepped in with people from my church that purchased a soundboard uh, mixer for me. God allowed me to purchase a computer to help me manage the audio Uh, We had some special friends step up with some microphones for us, and I was able to interview people that I never thought that I would with this platform, such as uh, Mike Harland, the director of Lifeway Worship. Right. Sent me a book ahead of time and said, read it and let's talk about it on a podcast. Which was awesome. What? Super exciting, like mind-blowingly cool. What? And also, Dr. Paul Chitwood. I mean... The Kentucky Baptist Convention Executive Director, and he transitions to the president of the International Mission Board, and I get to interview him on both those things. God brought this together where I can interview him on both those things on the last day he's in office at the KBC before he starts at the IMB. And then look at this. You decided to have me as your co-host. Well, nowhere to go but up. Now... Far fall. So it was, there were some challenging things, though, to doing that. The commitment to every week was a killer. Uh, doing full-time ministry work, covering several different ministries at the church, balancing work and home, my family, committing to edit these things, travel to record them, that sort of thing. The commitment to that weekly uh, delivery of an episode was very, very challenging. But I committed myself to that. We stayed there, and it, and it worked. But I needed a break after two seasons. And that break helped me kind of revitalize my vision for this. The Pew's perspective was initially designed to give the church members perspective of a particular view to an expert in that ministry field and have a dialogue about that. That kind of fenced me in a little bit with what I could talk about and how I could do that. Yeah, I can imagine that it would. You know, didn't really see that at the beginning. Yeah. I was taught, if you're going to do a podcast, don't do a podcast like everybody else is. Do something unique. That way people want to listen. What do you, I mean, don't you think that's... I mean, if you're going to do something, you absolutely want people to tune in and pay attention to what you're saying. Otherwise, you are talking And if it's stuff people are already saying. Yeah, Then it's already been said. Okay, so why listen, right? Right. So God kind of led me 
to a point where he led me to the vision of what this new season would be. And this is season three. And in season three, the name and the emphasis has changed. The name has gone from the Pew's perspective to the Mission Great Commission podcast. Ooh, that's got a nice sound to it. So why did you choose that name in particular? Well, you and I texted about this. Yeah, we did. (laughs) I wanted to take off this uh, Mission Impossible theme. You know, Mission, colon, Impossible. Yes. The Mission, colon, Great Commission. Ooh. Mission, commission. Got some 007 action that happened in there. I believe it's Mission Impossible. Oh, whoops. Uh, my bad. And make everything that we do about equipping ourselves to do the Great Commission, to follow the Great Commission. So anything that we can do on this podcast to equip the listener to grow in their Christian living, to fulfilling the Great Commission, it's an it's a open door, man. Wide open. So it, it's it's like you can do whatever you want with it. Pretty much. All right. Pretty much. If I needed to fire you, uh, say this episode gets really low turnout. Hey, I'm I, sorry. You're uh, done. You know, it's okay. I'll miss you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let me say this. I want to do something completely different for the listeners out there compared to what I did for the Pew's perspective. So a lot of times when I recorded, it was every week. I would have a different guest every week. We would interview the entire time. Well, this podcast is not going to be that way. Uh, Thus, Brandon being on. Sometimes it's just going to be us. Sometimes it'll be us for 75% of the the episode. And then a guest might come in for a small portion of that episode. Or I might just interview a guest. It's like you said. So many possibilities, wide open possibilities to do each and every week. Now, we, we may not post an episode every week, but they will be semi-regular throughout the month. A couple of months, maybe three a month, something like that. But there won't be a set time every week where this comes out. Leave them on a cliffhanger so they got to tune in next yes. time. Yes, yes. So here's what I wanted to do. Since the Mission Great Commission podcast is is encompassing fulfilling the Great Commission, and um, sharing about Jesus Christ. I wanted our first few episodes to center in on evangelism. Ooh. Okay? I wanted to talk about evangelism. I wanted to start a discussion, a dialogue. I wanted to share a couple things maybe the listeners didn't know or remind them of a couple things and bring this into an everyday conversation for us. To get started in evangelism, I think it's a really, it's something that's really big that a lot of Christians are super afraid of. And I'm not sure if it's because of like a lack of knowledge there or if it's like because they're afraid of rejection that's good. You know, I think we're we're hesitant to do it, and we'll talk a little bit more about, about that and maybe why. Well, let's get down to the basics first. If we're going to introduce the topic of evangelism, we need some sort of a loose definition of what this means. Now, think to yourself as a listener. If someone asks me, what does evangelism mean? Brandon, just off the top of your head, what does evangelism mean? What would you say... Um, to a non-church member that doesn't isn't familiar with church terminology, what does evangelism mean? I heard you say that. What does evangelism mean? Ooh, uh, so I think I would explain it as 
someone who's telling somebody else about Jesus. Okay, so real, really basic. That's what we want, right? Something. How are we going to break this down? Christians telling someone about Jesus. Yeah. I think that that's kind of broad, but uh, not necessarily specific without getting into church terminology. Yeah. I was doing some research on a website, and I saw that another definition or way to explain evangelism is that the word evangelism is derived from the Greek word for gospel, and it literally means, evangelism literally means in the Greek, gospeling. Gospeling, G-O-S-P-E-L-I-N-G, gospeling. When we evangelize, we're gospeling. We're spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Spreading the gospel of Jesus is like you're everything is as it? a Christian. It should be. Yeah. So evangelism shouldn't be something that's parked back up on the shelf that we rarely ever use in our tool of Christianity that we derive from every day. It should be something that's on the tip of our tongue, ready to share about, right? Right. So if we say a loose definition is Christians telling others about Jesus and we get down to like a more uh, theological breakdown of it, realizing that evangelism is derived from the Greek word that means gospeling. As we share about Jesus, we are literally sharing the gospel Let's look, let's take the funnel down one more step. And then talk about a biblical definition, right? Have to, I think. I think we absolutely need to talk I think about we that. need to know as Christians, not just about something that is topical or kind of what it's based off of. We want to know where it's based off of in God's word. Yeah. And that's going to help support who we are and how we share. So let's look at... Uh, two main biblical areas that support evangelism and define... Let's start in the Gospels. Let's start in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Brandon, would you read those verses? The 11 disciples traveled to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, what's that called? That is the Great Commission. That is the Great Commission. That is what we are charged to do on this earth for Christ as Christians. Starting in verse 19, go and make disciples of all nations. How do you do that? Ooh, that's a word that starts with E. Wait, is minute. it? This one's kind of hard. Uh, I feel like that's a churchy word. <laughs> begins with telling others about Jesus. Yes. That's what it begins with. Fulfilling the Great Commission begins with the commitment to sharing Christ with others. So if we go on in the New Testament a little bit further, Acts 1.8 reminds us, but you will receive power 
when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. No pressure. No pressure. This verse really helped blossom and start the early church in Acts 1.8. Yes. But look at the, the weight of that one verse when it comes to evangelism, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, the power that we're going to have from the Holy Spirit, the power the early church had from the Holy Spirit as well. And now who's charged to be the witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth? Who is that? We are. <laughs> that is us as Christians. Again, no pressure. No pressure. Just shake that off a little bit. Knowing where we are biblically, and of course we could put so many other evangelistic-themed passages from God's Word into that. But for sake of time, concentrating on the Great Commission, concentrating on Acts 1-8, being witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth going and making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe. Those are our mandates as Christians. So we know where we come from biblically. And I think if you want to say, hey, where does evangelism fall in the umbrella of Christianity? Say being a Christian is an umbrella, like you have the umbrella, and so many things are underneath that. I get what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. just okay. visualize it. Following, go you. there with me. Yeah, I'm going. Go ye therefore and picture an umbrella. <laughs> All <Okay>. right. <laughs> yeah, Mary, I'm talking like Mary Poppins umbrella. That is a no. special umbrella. Okay, don't make fun, please, of Mary Poppins because I'm a fan now. Let's go fly a kite. Okay. Imagine the umbrella of being a Christian visually and the things that would fall underneath that. Worship. Worship. Okay. Huge foundational building blocks, right? Yeah. Worship. What's something else underneath that? Uh, Something that falls underneath that? Discipleship. Discipleship. And I think underneath discipleship, a branch off of discipleship would be evangelism. That's good. I think it's a a straightforward response to being committed to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. In other words, we're saying, hey, if we are a disciple of Christ, right? Yes. This is naturally going to flow from me. Evangelism, telling others about Christ, who he is and what he's done for us, is going to be a natural part of who I am. I totally get that. I'm super passionate whenever it comes to discipleship. And so evangelism is this huge portion uh, of discipleship. And I almost feel like sometimes you have this more special relationship whenever you've told somebody about Christ, and then you also get to disciple them uh, as they become a new Christian. How, How will they learn? How will they know unless you tell them? We rely on the scriptural foundations of the Baptist faith and message of 2000. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to sbc.net and learn what the Baptist faith and message is and the articles of said Baptist faith and message are all listed there. And one of the main 
articles of the Baptist faith is evangelism and missions. Let me read for you what this says in our Baptist faith and message about evangelism. And then Bishop, tell me what sticks out to you as I read this. Again, this is from sbc.net, Baptist faith and message of 2000. It is the duty and privilege of every follower of Christ and of every church of the Lord Jesus Christ to endeavor to make disciples of all nations. The new birth of man's spirit by God's Holy Spirit means the birth of love for others. Missionary effort on the part of all rests thus on a spiritual necessity of the regenerate life and is expressly and repeatedly commanded in the teachings of Christ. The Lord Jesus has commanded the preaching of the gospel to all nations. It is the duty of every child of God to seek constantly to win the loss to Christ by verbal witness ungirded by a Christian lifestyle and by other methods in harmony with the gospel of Christ. Let's see, a couple of things that uh, really stick out to me. Why here. is smoke coming from the top of your head? Is that your, what's your brain saying to me right now? Uh, that it's trying to take in all of the things you just told me. Had you read that before? Yes. You had? That before? Yeah, because you actually gave it to me to read before. Uh, but before this podcast, nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a while since you reviewed it. That's what you're saying. Right. Okay. So as I read that long paragraph, what what stuck out to you? So it is expressly and repeatedly commanded in the teachings of Christ to fall on evangelism and missions, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that really hit home with me and it stepped on my toes that we as Christians are to expressly and repeatedly be commanded in the teachings of Christ. It's the duty of every child of God to do those things. Yeah. Powerful text, a powerful challenge, not just for me, not just for you, but the church, the church as a whole. Okay, so we have introduced our theme. We've, we've shared kind of a loose definition, a biblical definition. We talked about where it has come from in God's word. And we've shared a little bit about how it's supported by our Baptist faith and message. Now, let's do this. Let's look at different types of evangelism. Okay, there are several different types of evangelism, all falling under the umbrella of evangelism. And I don't know why I continue to talk about umbrellas. I think you have a thing with umbrellas <sighs> and Mary Poppins, apparently. Hey, don't worry about it. Now, here's the thing. Okay, she comes in on an umbrella. Okay, wait. I'll just. <laughs> there are different types of evangelism. And there's one way to not do evangelism. And just humor me here. All right. I, may, I may insert a little audio here of something from YouTube. And if you can, go to YouTube and search for the evangelism linebacker. Brandon, have you ever watched this video of the evangelism linebacker? No, I have not seen this video. Okay, I'm going to pause about right now and let you, if you've got a place to pause and watch on YouTube, and then I'm going to insert a little clip, just a little snippet of what we're talking about, but you need to watch the video for the full effect. 
You see, I think it's fitting because when people have pride, that they're too prideful to share their faith, what I do is I knocks the pride out of them. What I would like to communicate to my brothers and sisters is this. When you least expect it, around the corner, perhaps even under your bed, I can be in a phone wire. I can be everywhere and just know that I'm always watching. Ready to lay the boom on you, baby. Booyah! Okay, so I'm saying we do not need to do things like the evangelism linebacker. He is in a full football uniform, pads and all. He has the eye black on, and he's sneaking out of hallways and doorways and tackling these college-age students who are saying they're going to go to the college Bible study or they don't have time to go to church. He's going to come out and tackle them to the ground and yell at them in some poetic form about why they should be evangelizing. And he is awesome so since we've been talking here i've been mulling over everything and i think i have a few questions if i give my testimony is that evangelism okay so if you share your testimony does that equate to being evangelistic is that what you're saying yes so yes and no and i guess the answer is it depends so uh, what does it depend on? Okay, it depends on what you're saying in your testimony. It depends on how you are giving your testimony. Sometimes I think we all have been there where the church service is almost over. The pastor may say, does anybody have a word they want to share? And they have the microphone and they give it to the brother in the back and the brother in the back takes the microphone and 20 minutes later, amen, his life story is over. I'm so glad that this is over. And it wasn't a testimony. It was just a guy talking about himself. And he shared his entire past lifehood and never mentioned Jesus. Not our testimony. That's not a testimony. That's just sharing about you, brother. When we give our testimony in order to be evangelistic when doing it, we need to share about where we were before Christ. Okay? Talk about the person that we were prior to knowing Christ. Then we need to talk about how he saved us, our salvation experience, what that looked like, what it felt like. And then the obvious step three, how we were changed from that salvation experience. This is what Jesus did in me. This is how Jesus changed me and what he is still trying to do in me today. It's your story. But if you tell it the right way, you're telling his story. Yes, his work through you. Thank you. Jesus oriented in the center and how he has been miraculous in changing you from death to life. If you ever hear someone get in front of a group of people and just share about their life story, and you rarely hear the words, Jesus, God, what he's done to change me, how he's working in me, about their salvation experience and what he has done in them, you are not hearing a testimony. You are just hearing about that person's life. So that's that would be my quick answer to that question. Here's what I want to do. I want to make sure that at the end of every episode, at the end of every topic, we're equipping the listener with something. Hopefully, as you have listened You've learned one thing. Hopefully, I've 
hopefully, as you have listened, you were reminded of one thing or two things, or you started thinking about something differently, or it spurs you to study something more. And there's a verse that I want us to meditate on, possibly memorize, and definitely listen to together as I read this. Bishop, as I read this, I want you to to think about your personal application of this verse and the challenges that it brings. Matthew 10, verses 32 through 33. Therefore, everyone who will acknowledge me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others... I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Whew. That's a little steep proclamation there, I think. If I think about this, it means that Jesus is going to deny me if I don't speak up and say everything that he's done in my life from beginning to end. And if I don't pray for those opportunities... Uh, where I can talk about him on a regular basis and then step up to bat whenever he gives them to me and actually follow through, then it means I'm falling short in my Christian mission and walk. Let us never be accused of denying Christ. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel. Let us proclaim it boldly. Be purposefully, intentionally evangelistic in our Christian living. But whoever denies me before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. There is your charge to be more evangelistic as a Christian. So here's what I think we can do. I think that we can all pray for evangelistic opportunities to open up. And you know what God will do? He will bless you by answering that prayer. He will give you evangelistic opportunities. He will show you, right? right. He's, he's going to show you ways to become more evangelistic. That's who we're called to be anyway. And he's going to show you, hey, dude, they've been there the whole time. Yeah. Now you're focused on seeing them. And don't sweat it out too much because remember our prior verse told you that you would be equipped with the Holy Spirit right? To evangelize about Christ. Remember that there's this steep weight of what it looks like to hold a representation of what Jesus's love looks like to that person. But at the same time, remember that Jesus is going to give you what you need in that moment. I think it all boils down to one thing. We're talking about living our Christian life. It comes down to obedience. It comes down to obeying Christ in his word, the word that he's given us, obeying him. Ed Stetzer uh, wants the Lifeway research guru, now a pastor in Chicago, was quoted as saying, the earliest churches obeyed the Great Commission by planting new congregations to carry out the assignments of discipling, baptizing, and teaching that would begin the multiplication process of planting more and more churches. You notice that the process begins and ends in obedience. In obedience, yeah. 
Obedience is key in everything whenever it comes to following Jesus. The next time that we get together for our podcast, we're going to continue to learn more about evangelism. We're going to look back at a recent worship series that Pastor Doug led us through called Road Rules, where he led us through the Roman road of salvation. We're going to hear a testimony from a friend of ours and a friend of the podcast, Jenny Cummings. Jenny's going to be on with her testimony and we'll also share a couple of evangelism tools, uh, a short book we could read, tools that will help to equip us in sharing Christ with others. Brandon, it's been awesome having you on here. I've been pretty excited, pretty nervous, but... Yeah, thanks for being on. Everybody remember we're on Facebook. I need you to go and like and share our podcast page. Let everybody know that we are back to doing the podcast again. If you want to know where we are on Facebook, go to the search field and type in Mission Great Commission Podcast. You can also subscribe to our podcast in two different ways. For iTunes and Apple devices, you can just go to the podcast app and search for Mission Great Commission. Same for SoundCloud if you have an Android device. So for Brandon Bishop, I am Dennis Cook, and I want to say thank you for listening to our initial episode of Season 3 of the Mission Great Commission podcast.